God. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to give you a quick update on my husband. And many of you have heard that it was a wonderful, um, good, the doctors used the word fantastic surgery. They could not use enough good words of how um, amazing the surgery went. Um, and we are so grateful and thankful for that. On the other side, we are still in the recovery mode and having to walk through some, re some days um, that we've really had to really press through, but God, amen? Um, there have been some days that have been easier than others, but we thank God through it all for his grace and his help um, that he is with us on the good days and the best days. Thank God we know we're a child of God and he's caused us to triumph, amen? So today I want to share with you what was on my heart because I think I don't think, I know we can all relate because we're all human, we're all flesh. And I want to pose this question to you, are you resting or are you wrestling? And I'm not talking about getting a good eight-hour sleep because a lot of us can get a, get a good night's sleep, but yet we can be sitting in our seats this morning and wrestling on the inside with maybe a bad decision that we've made. Or we can be sitting in our seats this morning all nice and dressed up and smelling real good, but wrestling on the inside and at tug of war with bombardment of fear of things that the enemy is trying to bring against us. Whatever some of us, all of us have wrestled with something in our life and some seasons may seem tougher than the others it just depends on what season we're walking through in life because all seasons look different to us and so like we were just singing some days it seems like you're on a mountaintop and then the very next day it seems like you're in a valley but that's life that's living in a fallen world that's why we need to know who we are in Christ Jesus that's why we need a personal relationship with a good and loving God, because regardless of our circumstance, regardless of the season, there's a rest that we can find on the inside that no other person can give us except for God. And if we try to find that in a person, you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life because no one else can give you that kind of peace. Finding something new to buy all the time cannot give you that because that is not lasting. It is fleeting. It is fading. It gets old. You know, the next new job promotion, that's wonderful, but it only can last for so long. Only God was meant to fill that type of void in our life. So I want to look at today what does it mean to wrestle within. These are just some natural definitions. It's the act of achieving dominance on an internal conversation. Whether it's a conversation you've had with someone and you continue to mull that over and over. Maybe it was a disagreement you had with someone. Um, maybe it's a internal uh, conflict of a lie that the enemy has brought to your thought life 
that you are mulling over and over, and it's not even true, but you are entertaining that lie. Um, it's a struggle within to try to deal with a difficult problem yourself. Man, that's brought many of us into a frenzy, into a not-so-good place where it brings us um, it's stormy inside, a wrestle with on, on the inside of us. It's to wrestle with one's conscience, to turn a proposal or to turn a problem over and over again in your mind. We've all been there. We, we've all done that. And it, it, it doesn't give us a peaceful state of mind. Actually, have you noticed when you've been in those type of seasons how it really... It even tightens up your natural bodies. I don't know where you have a tendency to hold stress. But me personally, I have a tendency to hold stress in my shoulders. And I realize when I've been through those seasons and moments, and, and I'm, I, I actually tense up in my natural body of that internal things I'm trying to figure out internally. It's, it's bringing me distress instead of peace on the inside. But there's a place of rest in the Lord. Thank God we can find rest in the midst of the storm because we know a good God. We don't need to be deceived because we find us ourselves facing those challenges. We all do. It doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. That's just life. That's living in a fallen world, but we can navigate those times because we have God with us. So there's a place of rest in the Lord where we do not have to let fear, worry, or anxiety control us. Now, I did not say you won't feel fear at times because, yes, we feel fear. We feel anxious at times, but what do we do when we have those feelings we have a choice at that moment whether we're going to let those feelings have us or we're going to take control over those feelings. Um, I'm going to tell a little bit on myself this morning. It's better than me telling on you. Or I can tell your story if you would like. I'll let you come up here and tell me your story. This is not like a sad, feel pitiful for Misty Day. I don't want pity. I don't like pity. I don't like people feeling sorry for me. So this is just to tell you that I'm human just like you're human. Every person can come up here and tell me you're weak, and I'm sure it would be just like mine. So this is not like a, you know, let's tell the worst of our stories. I'm just saying we're all human. We all have to navigate things. This is my reason for telling you this. So within the last week, this is what I've had to navigate. This is not a week and one day. This is just within one week. Within seven days, I have had to navigate internal things with, number one, my adult son having surgery, having his tonsils removed. Well, if you've ever been an adult and you had your tonsils removed as an adult, it's a lot different than having them removed as you're a child. It's a lot more painful in the natural so although he's outside of my home, if you're a parent, man, that's still, it's, especially as a mother, it's like, man, you just, you try not to take on that care of still your adult, they're your children, regardless if they're adults or not, 
taking on that care of their, the pain that they're naturally walking to, through, me taking on that care of the pain that he was navigating through. Number two, within this last week, I was able to help my adult daughter move. So I was able to help her move. Number three, my husband had major surgery where we were in the hospital for a couple of days. And on top of that, I'm his primary caregiver. And you might be thinking, well, what are you doing here? Well, number one, he wanted me to be here. Number two, I left him at home in perfect peace. I left him set up. He wanted me to be here. And as soon as I walk off this platform, I'm going right back. So he's in perfect care um, where he is right now. I'm going right back to him. On top of that, taking care of him 24-7. And then number four, preparing for today. So within one week, that's what I've had to navigate through. So to say I didn't go through, through things internally, oh, yes, I did. But knowing that just because you're in the will of God, you don't have to navigate things does not mean you've missed God somewhere. That's a part of navigating life, okay? So listen to this scripture. This is our foundational scripture for today. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 1. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still holds, thank God it still holds today and is offered for today, let us be afraid to distrust Oh, man, that it doesn't hold today? To think his rest is not for you today? Man, it is for today. Let us be afraid that, it, that you would ever distrust that. Lest any of you should think that he has come too late and too short of reaching it. And I know you've heard it said before. God is never late. He is always on time. We get in trouble when we think he's too late and we get in the flesh and we make it happen ourselves. Man, that messes stuff up. Man, talking about getting yourself to wrestle within is when we take things in our own hands and we make it happen in our timing and not God's timing. Verse 2, For indeed we have had the glad tidings, the gospel of God, proclaimed to us as truly as the Israelites of old did when the good news of deliverance of bondage came to them. You know what? I, it hurts my heart when we throw shade or we put down, so to speak, people in the Bible. Well, why did they make that bad decision? They were delivered from bondage, and they kept complaining. They kept complaining. How many times do we do that? We're in the will of God, but we're complaining. Well, why hadn't it come to pass yet, God? Why don't I see it yet, God? I'm just going to go ahead and do it myself, God. We need to watch our own posture and judge our own self. So they were delivered from bondage, but the message they heard did not benefit them. Do you know we can be sitting in the house of God and we can hear the word of God, but we can walk out of these doors and it not benefit us if we don't put it into practice. We can be hearers of the word, but if we are not doers of the word, it will not benefit. 
That's what they did. Because it was not mixed with faith. With the leaning of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence, not in our own power, but in God's power for him to bring it to pass, for him to make it good in his wisdom, in his goodness by those who heard it. Neither were those that were delivered from bondage united in faith with the ones, Joshua and Caleb, who heard and did believe. In verse 3, for we who have believed, and I'm believing thus of us, of us who are here, adhered to and trusted in and relied on God, do enter that rest. Faith in God equals rest in God. If we're believing God for something, then we're resting in what we're believing Him for. Faith in God equals rest in God. What do you mean to have rest within? It means to cease from worry, to walk in faith, and not by sight. I want to look at a... Um, story here in the Bible that took place and draw from here of what we can put in place in our own life to make sure that we have peace on the inside of us, that we're at rest on the inside of us and not wrestling, that we're not a tug of war, that there's not storm raging on the inside of us, but we can find a life of rest although we're walking through a stormy time in our life. Man, that is a rich life. When you can be walking through a stormy season in your life, but yet you have rest on the inside. Let's look at Mark chapter 6 and verse 45. Now I want to set this up because this is incredible. Right before <clears throat> we're getting ready to read <clears throat> here in Mark 45, you have to understand what the disciples just were a part of. Before Jesus sends them away in verse 45, they were just a part of an amazing miracle where Jesus took five loaves and two fishes and fed 5,000 men. That did not take into account the women and children that were there which could lead up to fifteen to 20,000 people that were fed from five loaves and two fishes. So take into account the disciples just witnessed this amazing miracle. They not only witnessed it, but they were a part of taking around the basket and seeing the food multiply right before their eyes. And then we read in verse 45, and everyone had their meal, Jesus instructed his disciples to get back into the boat. He didn't suggest, but he instructed. God's word is not a suggestion to our life. God's word is an instruction manual of how we should live. It is the boundary, it is the foundation of a Christian life, of a disciple that will not only hear what God says, but do what God says according to the word of God. Go on ahead of him 
and sailed to the other side of Bethsaida. So he instructed his disciples on what to do, where to go, and how to do it. He gave them clear destructions. Destructions. I'm mixing my words up here. He gave them clear instructions. How often do we get so bored with our daily life? I think about the disciples. They came off a great miracle, and then Jesus says, get back in your boat. But when you understand the mentality of a disciple, they lived in the boat. They were fishermen. That was mundane to them. That was boring. I want to go back to the miracle. I want to go back to church. Let's get back to praise and worship. Let's get back to shouting. Let's get back to somebody pumping me up. But then we got to go out of these doors when we leave back to the mundane of Monday of doing the laundry on Tuesday of getting dirty on Wednesday and cleaning the house paying the bills on Thursday. We've got to watch out for our mundane lives that we don't get discouraged. But in the mundane, God is there. In the mundane, expect the miracles. In the mundane, expect direction from God. Too many people get discouraged in the mundane things of life, thinking they're not doing anything for God. When God's given you direction, that's a part of you living for God is in the mundane. Going to the grocery store and praying for someone or wherever that person was that we were shared the testimony today. Following God in every part of our life. Don't let the mundane be boring to us. Being God, letting God lead us everywhere we go. They were used to that. Listen to this. The reason we wrestle with the everyday mundane things of life is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reels. So we think when people post something on Facebook, oh, they're just out having fun all the time. Oh, they're just out eating at restaurants all the time. Oh, they just get to do this all the time. And I'm just changing poopy diapers all the time. And I'm just taking care of everybody else all the time. I'm just stuck paying the bills all the time. I'm just stuck working and, and paying and taking care of my family all the time. I don't get to have any fun. I'm just doing the mundane and the hard stuff all the time. Guys, pictures are not reality. It's just there for a fleeting moment. And you don't know what it took to get that fleeting moment picture. And the filters that it took to get it to look like that. That's not reality life. If people would just shake their self and wake up to reality and be happy with the mundane and find God in the everyday routine and mundane of life and be happy with it. Find joy in life today. I hate finding the negative all the time. Thank God for today. D.L. Moody said this quote, There are many of us that are willing to do great things for God, but few of us are willing to do the little things. Understanding that the little things are the great things. 
that the people back there taking care of the kids are the great things, just like holding the microphone is the great thing. Just like working in the parking lot is the great thing. Just like working back on production is the great thing. Anything for God is doing the great thing. I'm tired of the categorizing things. It stinks. Or the categorizing of, of, of people and status. I hate stuff like that. We are all equal in the sight of God. Verse 46 so after Jesus gave his disciples direct instructions, didn't blend the words that time. Verse 46, so then he dispersed the crowd and he said goodbye to his disciples and then he slipped away to pray on the mountain. And as night fell, the boat was in the middle of the lake and Jesus was alone on the land. Everybody say, in the middle of the lake. Now answer me this question. Were they in the will of God? Absolutely. They were in the will, middle will of God. <laughs> I made that work. They were in the will of God, in the middle. Whatever God has told you to do, in the middle is oftentimes when most people give up. Because it's the hardest. It's not fun anymore. The new has gone. The funny feeling has gone. It's the routine of things now has sunk in. The honeymoon is no longer there. Now the commitment is there. Now it's doing it because you've given your word. The middle stuck right there in the middle. In the middle oftentimes is when we compare our lives with other people's life. Because now their life looks new. Our life looks old and boring. But in the middle, in verse 48, the wind was against the disciples. But yet, they were in the perfect will of God. Just because you're facing opposition doesn't mean you're not in the perfect will of God. Don't let that make you leave the perfect will of God because you're, leave, you're facing opposition, because you're facing hard. It's good to stay in the hard times. It's good to stay when it doesn't feel fuzzy anymore. It's good to stay when people aren't appreciating you. It's good to stay when people aren't thanking you. It's good to stay when you know you're smack dab in the middle of God's will and that fuzzy feeling is gone. But you're staying because you're committed to God and you know what he's told you to do. And you're doing it on your best days, on your worst days. Because you don't go by feeling. You don't go by what you see. You go because you're dedicated to God. And he could see that they were straining against the oars, trying to make headway. 
In the Amplified Classic, it says, in their own rowing. When things get tough, make sure you're not doing it in the flesh, but you're saying, God, I need your help. Do you not know that they say in the commentaries that they were straining in their own rowing, in their own flesh, up to 9 to 12 hours? And it says, Jesus saw him. He was watching them. His eye was on them, but he had his eye on them, but they were in their own flesh. God's at, he's waiting for you to ask for his help. He said, as long as you want to do it in your own, go ahead. If you want my help, I'm here. I've given you direction, but if you're going to pick it up in the middle when things get hard, when things don't look the way you want, when it's not in your timing, and you're going to start doing it on your own, and you're going to make it happen, and you're going to want to make them to try to see and you're going to continuing to keep dating them when I told you no? But when you want my help, I'm here because my eye's on you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But as long as you're going to take it upon your own hands, there's nothing I can do. But I'm here. I'm waiting. When you need me, all you do is ask for help. What are you wrestling with today? We've all had to wrestle with something. Are you wrestling with not seeing what you're believing God for? Are you wrestling with your family members making wrong decisions? Are you wrestling with your marriage, with job issues, with everything seems to be going wrong in your life? It says, when it was almost morning, Jesus came to them walking on the water and he started to pass by them. That didn't mean he was going to leave them. He was there to reveal, I'm here. I am. Do you want my help? That's what he was there for. And when they saw him walking on the waves, they thought he was a ghost and screamed out in terror. But he said to them at once, don't yield to fear. Jesus said that. When fear comes, and it will, don't yield to fear. We have that choice. Every time fear presents itself to us, either we're going to yield to it or not. Jesus says, have courage. It's really me. I am. Jesus will never come with fear. He says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. So when fear comes, he says, you resist that fear in Jesus' name. Verse 51, then he came closer and he climbed into the boat with him. And immediately the storm, the stormy wind became still. And they were completely and utterly overwhelmed with astonishment in 52. Their doubting hearts had not grasped his authority and the power over all things in spite of having just witnessed the miraculous feeding. Thank God he has such patience with us. Thank God for his patience. Thank God for his patience. So as we come into conclusion, how do we rest within from this account that we just read I want to give you four things that happened in this account so we can make sure that we maintain the rest within. 
But to do that, we have to take responsibility. And there's something we have to do. Number one, we have to take God at his word. Just like Jesus gave the instructions to the disciples and he instructed them, we have to take the instruction manual of God's word daily. We have to feed on God's word. Hebrews eleven six says, it's impossible to please God without faith. Without faith believing what God says in his word. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you, not as the world gives to you. Here's our responsibility, guys. So don't let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. That's called fighting the good fight of faith, where we don't go by our feelings, but we go with what the Word of God says. And when fear presents itself, when anxiety presents itself, we said, no, I will not receive that fear that's speaking loud in my body right now, but Father, I ask for your help, and I speak peace to my body right now. I speak peace to my mind right now. You start speaking the word of God of what's trying to come against you. Just because it's coming against you doesn't mean you have to allow it to take over you. You put a stop to it in the name of Jesus. God's given us that authority to stop it. Stop allowing the enemy to take territory over your mind. Your body. Just because we live in a fallen world doesn't mean the enemy has access to me. I belong to God. You belong to God. Number two, how do we take a rest within? We take time to wait on God. Jesus showed us that when he sent the disciples off. He set time aside to spend with his father. How come we're busy all the time? When people say, how are you doing? Our main response all the time, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. We got to stop being busy. It's like we can't even sit down and not feel guilty for it. We got the busies where we're so busied and, and charged up inside, where's the peace? <laughs> I love this quote. You might want to write this down. The only thing harder than waiting on God is wishing that you had. The only thing harder than waiting on God is wishing that you had. Man, don't you, I wish at times I would have waited a little bit longer than reacting to something or making a decision on something. Man, I paid for it later. Psalms 91 verse 1, 
Those who live, not who came to church last Wednesday, but daily. Those who live, present tense, in the shelter of the Most High, what will we find? We will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. A man, a woman, a child, a job, a new shiny thing, a promotion cannot give that to us. God himself can give us that kind of rest. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my safety. He is my God. I trust in him. Number three, take everything to God in prayer. He is the one we need to be in constant communication with. Not constant communication on Instagram, not constant communication on the phone, not constant communication in texting, not constant communication in talking to someone all the time, not constant communication in talking someone's ear off, not constant. It's okay to have friends. It's okay to talk. But my number one counselor, the number one person I tell every single thing to is God. I am talking to him constantly. Thank God. Guys, everything. Take everything to God in prayer. For you are never out of God's sight because God is all-knowing. You are never out of God's reach because God is all-present. You are never out of God's care because he is all-powerful. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't be pulled in different directions. Can I please say, you do not have to say yes to everyone and to everything. We are pulled in so many different directions. A good thing does not mean it's a God thing. Okay. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. I was thinking about a song, but I can't sing. I was going to sing it. It's, I really like that song, but I can't sing it. Be saturated in prayer throughout, every, throughout each day. Offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. I love that. I've done that since the age of seven. I love it. Then God's powerful peace transcends human under that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus thank god for that kind of peace and number 4 our last one take every thought captive that's our responsibility take every thought captive philippians 4 Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. If it is not true, if it is not honorable, if it is not admirable and beautiful and respectful and pure and holy, merciful and kind, do not take it. Fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Put into practice the example of all that you have heard from me or seen in my life. And the God 
of peace will be with you in all things. And I love this verse, 2 Corinthians. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. What do you mean? A wrong thought comes to my mind. It's my responsibility to say, nope, I'm not going to think that. I bind that thought in Jesus' name, and I replace it with what God says. A wrong feeling comes to my body. Nope, I'm not going to receive that. And God, I thank you for your peace right now in Jesus' name. It's our responsibility through the word of God and through God's power to trust him and take him at his word. Because when we do that, that's when our natural body can be at rest also. Not only an internal rest, but we can have a natural rest in our body. Your body needs to rest internally and naturally. Do you know it's good? It's okay for you to rest naturally? Do you know it's good and it's okay for you to take a walk this afternoon, to have some laughter, to take care of yourself naturally as well? You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in this body. And it's time for us to stop faking it and wearing masks and get some internal peace and rest going on by applying what the Word of God says. Amen? So we're going to take time to wait on God. We're going to take time to talk to Him about everything. We're going to take time to take every thought captive so we can live a long life and get the will of God done. Amen. Amen. I want to just pray for you this morning. Father, I thank you for every person in this house. And Father, what the enemy is meant for evil, to bring torment to the mind, the will, and the emotion that tries to bring effect to the body, to bring sickness to the body, actually, with that torment. I bind that in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for the truth of your word today, that we find rest in you, Father, that we take our rightful place as your sons and daughters, ruling and reigning in our domain with your word, by your spirit, under your covering, Father. It's your power. It's God in us, with us, and for us, seeing us through. But, Father, we've got to take that place of authority and speaking out your word, Father, not allowing the enemy to evade. We've got to stop it on every wave of every storm as you help us navigate with your help, with your insight, with your light, and with your guidance. God, I thank you for helping each person see clearly that they don't have to be led by the enemy any longer with fear or anxiety. But God, I thank you for showing them more clearly that they can be led by your word, that they can hold on to your word as the anchor for their soul, 
for their thoughts, for their direction, and for their life. God, I thank you that you help each and every one of them. And what the enemy has meant for evil, he's been shown as a liar. And God, I thank you for turning it for good in each and every one of their lives. In Jesus' name. And as your head is bowed and eyes are closed this morning, and you might say, this is just between me and you right now. And you would say, you know what? I've never made Jesus as Lord of my life. And I want to this morning, by a sign of you just raising your hand, say, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. People around you are just respecting you in this moment. I want to pray with you this morning. Anybody just raise your hand. You can slip it back down. Anyone this morning. I would love to pray that prayer as we're all going to pray it together. Anyone this morning. Just slip it up and write back down. Anyone this morning. Father, we thank you. Those of you watching online, if you wouldn't mind those just repeating this prayer with me for salvation. And the main thing is you just pray this with your heart. Say, God, I believe with all my heart you sent your son to pay the death penalty for my sins. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead. And today, he sits at your right hand. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, to be my Lord and to be my Savior. I reject my past. And I look to you today to be my Savior. You are my Lord. Let me just pray for you now. Father, I just thank you for anyone that prayed that prayer for the very first time. God, I thank you this is the best day of their life. That you are doing a new thing. That they can experience this kind of peace that we were talking about today, Father. God, I thank you that they will find a place where they belong, a church home, that they can hear the word of God and put into practice what they hear, that they can be doers of what they hear according to what you say, Father. So, Father, I call them blessed today in Jesus' 